0: everybody, welcome back to tea time with Brandon and Aviv. This is Aviv. This is Brandon. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy happy New Year. And uh, let's see. today our first uh, first order of business is to try out our tea, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. So today's tea again from Bigelow. it is the lemon lift. So uh,
1: do not you read the uh, the description? There? All
0: right, Lemon lift. It's a black tea. It's a distinctive blend with just the right amount of lemon and a dash of spice.
1: So. It smells good. Smells lemony. Let's
0: see what the verdict is. Right, cheers.
1: Cheers. Oh, wow. You can definitely taste the lemon. It's just hot. It's very hot. It's good. It's very lemony. It's very lemony.
0: It's more lemony than I would like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you guys are one to add lemon juice or lemon to your tea, definitely doesn't need any. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is perfect.
1: Yeah, I'd give it a seven out of ten.
0: I don't like it that much. Maybe I'd give it like a five. Okay.
1: It's
0: all right, but I probably wouldn't choose
1: it again. Yeah. All right. So what are we? Uh, what's the topic for today? So
0: today um, we're going to be talking about presence. Um, And just kind of like the daily trappings that we all kind of fall into that get us into our head and out of the present moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think that it would be helpful to kind of give a backstory of, I guess, our personal accounts on why we find this stuff fascinating. So just speaking for myself, I I think that everyone struggles with anxiety to a certain extent. And, and I know that I was definitely someone who who does and, and did and still does. Um, but I guess there was a time when it was really affecting me when I was in school. just have a lot of things going on and, and it was hard. And that's kind of why I started to search for solutions on how to be more out of my head and into my body so I'm not constantly thinking about all these what ifs and whatnot. So that's when I came across people like Eckhart Tolle and, and some other Um, folks who have helped me just in terms of giving me some ways to combat what we were going to discuss today, right? These constant things that are pushing us to live in our head in this world. So it's something that's really fascinating to me. I think it's a lifelong journey. Um, If you really think of it like that, I think that's a very resourceful way to live. How can you become more and more present in your day-to-day life? But it's just something that's always been really interesting to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, for for
1: myself, Brandon was the first
0: one who who kind of stumbled into this world of mindfulness and presence um, in my life. And he, because me and him lived together in college, and uh, he recommended a book to me when I was like going through like a tough time. And uh, I read it, and it really helped. And I guess the biggest takeaway that I you know took away the book was called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Brandon kind of mentioned it when he was talking. Um, but the biggest takeaway for me is just controlling the controllables and kind of not really worrying about all the stuff that you can't really control. So like, for example, the, what if scenarios that Brandon was kind of talking about that he would get so caught up in all that stuff you can't really control. Um, you know, cause it's usually, you're saying like, what if, you know, another person did this or another person said this, and that's kind of something that is totally out of your hands. Um, but you know, allowing Allowing yourself to realize that and preparing yourself for what, for all the things that you can control. I think that's the biggest uh, kind of mindfulness technique that I've kind of figured out. Just kind of not getting wrapped up in all these kind of head movies Mm -hmm. that is so easy to play out.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that this will be resourceful for a lot of people just because if someone has anxiety and speaking from someone who does, and I'm at a much better point than I was, Um, it's kind of like, if you tell them just relax, I mean, that does nothing. So I think that this will be a too good of accounts of people who've learned some practices from some material that you can actively try to get more in your body, but we'll kind of touch upon those later on. But I think that that'll, that'll be cool for people to learn about just to kind of summarize some of the things that we've gone through rather than them having to on their own. Right.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. But again, the, the biggest gist of what we're going to be talking about today are just what we we pretty much narrowed it down to the key things that everybody it's safe to say that everybody does at least in the United States, right? That allows you to kind of be removed from the present moment. Right. Um and kind of get stuck in your head. So um let's let's just jump right into it. The first one that we came up with um is a normal, you know, your typical nine to five kind of office job. Mm -hmm. And that's a that, that's a big one just because a lot of people, first of all, everybody has a job, you know, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, most people are sitting in an office where they're sitting in a cubicle. Um, it's usually just them and a computer or a phone. Um, and it's isolated to a certain extent. Um, so it's it's just being kind of in that environment where it's literally just you and your thoughts is very easy for you to kind of get trapped in to your head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I know that that's something that we talk about a lot. I mean, I personally think that an office job, because you know, I, I'm in the same boat as you, Yeah. I think that it's probably one of the worst things that you can do as a human being. So I'm being completely honest. If you're going to literally spend 8, 9, 10, 12, whatever minute, uh, from however many hours it may be, Sitting down inside in a cubicle—I mean, it just makes me sick. Right. But well, to clarify, one of the worst things that you can do
0: for not only your health, like yeah. your physical health, but your mental. Health, yeah. Right. It's it's important because yeah. you're planning for like the future. You're kind of getting an income, but I think what you're referring to is like
1: health-wise. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it's just not an overall good situation. But what what are we gonna do right now? Like this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So we'll touch upon some ways when we get to it on how you guys can combat the situation that you're in. But I think that that's something that a lot of people can relate to, right? It really is contributing to the fact that most of Western society, especially is living in our head because we're trapped indoors. We're on a computer. We have a million different things going on that we have to figure out that a lot of them don't really matter. At the end of the day, you're making up these what if scenarios and all that things, these, these mind movies, right? Um, But, but that's a really a big one. Yeah. I mean, for me, um,
0: you know, it's currently January, 2018 and, you know, both Brandon and I graduated in Maine. We started working, um, you know, shortly after that. So we've been in the working world for about, you know, six, seven months now. And, and I can tell you that I have a job that's very cold call heavy. Um, I was making around 150 to 200 dials a day. Um, and that environment was very very easy for me to get stuck in my head because I would kind of look at let's say the notes for the person that called the number before me and let's say it was a you know it wasn't a good call right the person kind of cussed them out or they were rude to them or whatever right and it's very very easy to feel such a huge level of call reluctancy just because of the fact that you're kind of playing out what happened to the previous person in your own mind you're like oh man like he's gonna cuss me out this is what he's gonna say all this stuff you have no idea what that other person was going through that same day and i can't even tell you how many times i picked up the phone expecting it to be a pretty rough call and it ended up going great Mm -hmm. right and that's just like a perfect example like like we're all vulnerable to it Mm -hmm. we really are but it's a matter of kind of realizing it in that moment that you're playing those kind of thoughts in your head and those thoughts kind of lead to inaction most of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and realizing that in that moment allows you to kind of regain control over the situation.
1: Right, right. But yeah, I, and everyone's situation is going to be differently, uh, different, right? But it's just an environment that is not really resourceful for staying out of your head, the, the typical nine to five And that kind of segues into the next point um, that we have, just in the fact that most of us drive to work, right? And, and, And driving, once you reach a certain age after it's new, you get in autopilot. So you're not even really thinking when you're driving about driving. What are you thinking about? You're thinking about literally everything else except on what you're physically doing. So it's really easy, especially for me, when I'm driving home from work, sometimes you're stuck in traffic or whatnot and you're just running the day through your mind, you're running through constant things that you need to be doing, you can just be stressing you're out, yourself out so much more when in reality, you're just in a car and nothing really is quote-unquote wrong at that moment, right? But I think that just when, when commuting and driving is such a prevalent day-to-day thing that everyone does, it's hard to to not fall into that trap. Yeah,
0: well, I think there's... There's kind of two things that I want to say regarding driving. There's there's a famous saying that's like, you know, most people, their eyes, their ears, their hands and their feet do the do the driving and their mind is somewhere. else. Right. Right. Um, and how many times have you guys gone, let's say you needed to, to go somewhere, right? And you kind of get there or you're just about to get there and you're like, whoa, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Right. You kind of black out the entire way. Yeah. And that's a perfect example of how, You know, you are so caught up within your own
1: thoughts, and when you're like used to a route, Mm -hmm. but you're gonna go somewhere else that's near it, and then you end up going to that place that you normally go to. That happens to me all the time when I go to the gym in San Jose because it's close to the mall. Okay. And I would like end up going to the gym, but I'm going to the mall because I'm just like on (laughs) autopilot. You know what I mean? Right. It happens. Yeah. It happens all the time.
0: Right. Right. Um, And I think another big aspect of why you know driving is such a trap for Falling into your own head is just because of the fact that again, you're alone. Yeah. Right? And most people, especially, you know, the younger generations, mine, yours, even the ones before us, um, have a really tough time being alone mm-hmm. with their own thoughts. It, it's, they're always connected. They're always kind of quote unquote talking or being connected to others, whether that's through social media through the television, through their phones, through their internet, Mm -hmm. pretty much whatever it is. And that kind of allows them to, whenever they are alone, they kind of feel like their thoughts are foreign. So they have to identify with those thoughts a lot more than they kind of need to. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And they start playing things out in their mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can't agree more. I think that that's, it's definitely something that, that we're going to go into a little bit more just about that constant stimulation that we have. And that, and that's funny. <laughs> we're, we're doing a good job of segwaying <laughs> here, um, but yeah, the next thing that we had were sm- f- phones, right? Especially smartphones. It's just constant, constant mindless, really stimulation, mindless, meaning that you're not really gaining anything from it, but stimulation in that it just occupies your thoughts. When you are on your phone, you're, Judging people, whether you're on Facebook, judging yourself, social media and these other websites just aren't the best thing to be constantly looking at for sure.
0: Right, right. And, uh, you know, one thing with, the, with with like phones, a big example for me for, you know, when people, you know, I'm, I, I do it too, for sure. But um, it's it's just a big example when you look at it from like a third party point of view, kind of outside looking in is when people are like kind of texting someone that they have a love interest with, right? Either someone that they want to take out on a date or someone like with us guys, right? It's, it's that texting the girl and kind of sending drafts and, you know, doing all this stuff, really reading into the text so much more. Whereas if you were to text like a buddy of yours, you wouldn't be putting as much thought in. And the reason for that is it's just because you are trying so hard so desperately to play out the perfect thing that you need to say in order for them to give you the answer that you want to hear whereas in reality the words that you use chances are don't have such a big role in the other person's answer
1: Mm -hmm. well yeah because you're you're what you're because everyone's done it right like you you think about what you're going to say whatever situation it may be and you try to play back in your head well this is what they're going to say back when you really have no control over that. Right. Right. So it's just another example of how it's contributing to people staying in their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, you really, you really have no control over that. Right. You know, you have no control. if Speaking for a text, you don't know if they're going to read it. Exactly. Theoretically, right? Exactly. You, you, you don't. Exactly. And you know, same thing, same
0: thing happens with if you, if you send out a text, right. And a couple hours go by and you don't get a text back. Yeah. Right, And then you yeah. start getting into your head. You start second-guessing exactly. second, yeah. second guessing the text that you sent even though at that very moment you were so sure that that text was so good. Yeah, And you start, oh man, I'm so stupid. Why did I go ahead and why did I send this? Why did I say these words? Why did I even send this text in the first place? You start second-guessing that when in reality you have no idea what the other person is doing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, and, there, and there's a lot more that can go into a specific mm-hmm. example but I think you guys get the point, right? It's just that it's just not an optimal way to be if you're so addicted to your phone it's not really helping you staying out of your mind right. at all you know um, and this can really be all electronics you know, we have tv listed here but it's really anything
0: yeah exactly i think i think the one kind of outlier would be music right and kind of music streaming services and all that stuff because though music kind of gets you into your head it allows you to it allows for emotions to surface
1: yeah, sure. that,
0: you know, are sometimes kind of buried throughout the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: feeling a rhythm
1: is something mm-hmm. that's in your body. Right. Right. So it could be a good way to get into your body.
0: But but all the, all the other mindless kind of activities, electronic activities, yeah. whether that's television, whether that's, um, you know, being on your
1: phone, on your tablet, your right. computer, you know,
0: mindlessly scrolling through Facebook or Instagram.
1: Right. Well, and and this is a good point to bring up that Eckhart Tolle talks about is a lot of these external stimulations, and this kind of goes into what we were going to talk about, where how does an average person turn off their mind? But he says that a lot of these external stimulations, whether it's drinking, television, smartphone addiction, drugs, people think that since they're doing these things, you feel so much better when you are drunk or if you're on drugs or whatever it may be because you're out of your head. So if you are like have anxiety or you're fearing something, you're not thinking about it anymore, you would think you're going above consciousness, right? But Eckhart Tolle says you're below it, actually. You're being present, truly present and sober, that's being above consciousness. Right. But a lot of people result to these external crutches and they're really obviously harming their health but it's, it's a total temporary thing, and then you start relying on it, and that's how addictions happen, mm-hmm. you know? Right. You crave the rush that you
0: get off of it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, you know, don't think that when – you, when you talk about addiction,
1: but, but the rush. The rush is presence, if you think about it. It's like the, the rush of, of, of having an alcohol, a drink, when you start feeling that relaxation, you start letting loose. People get addicted to that, but that is being present, Mm -hmm. but it's relying on an external source. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when he talks about why adrenaline junkies love that stuff. It's because when you jump out of a plane, well, you're going to be present. You're not going to be thinking about something that's due for your job or anything. You know what I mean? It's it's very interesting when you think about it. Um, But it's just not a resourceful way to do it relying on these external things, especially when they're harmful to your health, like Mm -hmm. alcohol and drugs. Exactly. And me and you both hear it all the time at the places we work. What what does everyone do on Friday and Saturday night? Even on the weekdays, man. Yeah. Even on
0: the weekdays, you'd be surprised how many people come into work hungover. Yeah. That's because they're kind of craving for external stimuli that they're not receiving at work. Right. And they think that kind of getting that out-of-mind experience... Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm particularly not saying out of body experience, but out of mind experience. Mm-hmm. They think that that is going to make them happier, help them throughout the next day, quote yeah. unquote, letting off some steam.
1: I mean, that seriously is how people get addicted to like alcohol and things like that. You know what I mean? They rely on or get addicted to sex or whatever it is. I mean, like Facebook, notifications,
0: yeah. likes, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think that it, it's just an interesting – and this almost ties back to what you were talking about before, about how people our age, you know, 23, or around our age, you're not comfortable with being alone. And that's this is exactly why, because you rely on things other than yourself, because you don't know how to be comfortable just with your own self and thoughts. Right. You know what I mean? You can't turn them off. You can't just sit and be you're constantly relying on something else right yeah
0: right and you know Eckhart Tolle equates complete presence with you know happiness as well and bouncing off what you said that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. right it, it makes completely sense if you're re- if you're constantly relying on external things to make you happy You know, getting a job that pays this much, buying this new car, you know, is the famous example, you know, buying any, any material thing, right? Even kind of not, not even something that you can buy or something that's like material, but getting a girlfriend, you know, marrying someone. Sure. That's going to make you happy. Definitely. But that's not going to sustain.
1: you. Yeah. Well, it's just there. It's just, there's an opposite to it always. If you're egotistically going after it you know what i mean it's never we've all experienced this we want something so bad but when we get it it's never as good as we thought it would be and then a lot of times it turns into something negative mm-hmm. you know what i mean like when you if you get into a relationship a lot of times they're formed off of some sort of addiction to one another and you start fighting and it's just a constant yo-yo between positive and negative but if you cannot be in your head and just not judge it and let it be what it is and this is for anything then then there's no negative or positive, right? You know. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, but let's let's share some some personal things that we do, you know, to, to combat because we're we're in we're in the mess too.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean we're no different than than you know all of you, but I mean I, I guess I can start. The the biggest thing that has helped me has been, you know, it's, it's common meditation practice to kind of focus on your breath. Mm-hmm. Um, I shared with you a couple months ago that I kind of found something that works a little bit better for me specifically and uh that's through like kind of paying attention to your peripheral vision mm-hmm. right so we we all have our kind of main direct line of focus mm-hmm. right something that we kind of the items that we see kind of straight ahead but then there's also that full 180 degree view that kind of stuff that's a little bit blurry mm-hmm. and kind of being able to i to to pay attention to that i like to play a game with myself and whenever i feel kind of caught up in my head i'm like all right well how far how yeah. wide of an angle can i see strictly on my peripherals
1: yeah yeah I mean, he, When he told me about this at first i was like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> I mean, it does work it's very cool that you like discovered that uh-huh yeah yeah what about yourself um for me again yeah common meditation practice for sure um, a, a good app is, is Headspace, and we both use that. It, you can get the free version, and that's good enough, in my, in my opinion. And something that I've been trying too is, and I think I told you about it, just doing the binaural beats. So it, it, it has a frequency that allows your brain waves to kind of calm down, and you can set it to different things. So I like to have it on theta, because theta is like when you're in between a deep sleep and, and a beta state. So it's kind of that in-between route. But you guys can get free apps for that too. It's just a different way to kind of bring everything down to that theta state because that's where you want to be in mm-hmm. when you are meditating. Um, and then it's something interesting too, and this is one thing that I picked up from one of Eckhart Tolle's books, is when I'm listening, or I really try to practice whenever, especially when I'm meditating and then bringing it into my day-to-day, I try and feel my hands. Like when I'm listening to someone talk, or my feet and you can feel like you guys may think this sounds crazy but when you start to get in touch with like your body you can feel it vibrating like if you just kind of feel it and then you, you really can listen to someone you know especially this helps me when I'm doing my job or on the phone with someone because I'm, I'm on a lot of calls as well you can really start to listen to someone rather than kind of thinking about how you're gonna respond in one, and this is very, very useful in your day to day. And you can do this in the car. It helps, you know. And it's a very easy thing to do.
0: A great practice for, let's say, if you're driving or if you're walking. Um, something that I used to do uh, around around this time last year, um, I had a professor who was very into kind of mindfulness, and this is something that I really enjoyed from from him. Is he He said said a lot of things, but one of of the most amazing things that that he said was, pay attention to the shadows more than the object that is casting the shadow, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're walking, let's say you're walking home from school to work or from school to home or, you know, anything like that. If you're walking somewhere, taking a 30 minute walk on that walk, pay, try to pay more attention to the shadow than on the tree that's kind of casting that shadow. What that'll do is it'll allow you to kind of start noticing things yeah. that you hadn't noticed before. Right. And doing that will, I mean, you, you guys can start playing a game, you know, with yourself, you know, you start, you know, noticing the shadows. Then you're like, okay, well, what else can I notice that I didn't notice before? Mm-hmm. One thing that I kind of picked up on was like the silence between footsteps or the silence when, you know, people talk, Yeah. you know, paying attention to kind of the natural silences right. that, that occur in life, whether that's kind of, know you're listening to cars drive by you're listening to people walking you're listening to people talking
1: well it's funny that you say that too because this is like you know and i I think that me and you are obviously we're so close so it's like if there's silence between us Mm -hmm. it's fine but if you if you're with someone you don't know well and there's silence i mean how weird do you feel how weird does the average person feel just because you're not comfortable with it right and you start thinking well do they do they think this is weird and you just start freaking yourself out. And
0: what what happens when that, you know, quote unquote, awkward silence happens, you immediately jump into your head. You exactly. completely ignore everything that's going on around you. You jump into your head and you start thinking of artificial topics yeah. that you can start talking about just to remove the silence.
1: Yeah. Or thinking about how uncomfortable you are and and projecting and thinking about like how uncomfortable they might be. It's just all bait up things, uh-huh. right? No, that's a very good point. And then I wanted to just, just, just this um, reminded me of another practice too, is like a walking sort of meditation, right? So feeling your feet on the ground, feeling the sun on your face, feeling the wind coming at you. Um, and we get this is a totally other topic, but just talking about in terms of bioenergetics and like how much tension we hold it in our jaw, it's made me realize too, if you could just be conscious of gravity and gravity kind of pulling your jaw down. I've been able to notice that more too. Mm-hmm. Well, everything. Way. Your hands, yeah.
0: Just everything. Really when you sit down at work feeling like your butt and back on the chair, your feet right. on the floor, your right. elbows on the desk.
1: Headspace does a good job of talking through that.
0: Great, great job. Yeah. yeah. If you guys aren't using Headspace, again, it's a free app. You know, ten minutes a day, it's it's a very, very good way to kind of start building up a practice of what it feels like to be present
1: yeah and it's never ending you never yeah. you and that's one thing I've heard totally talks about is you once you try and be present you aren't
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean you, once you realize you're in your head you are present right but you can't find it right. per se you know what I mean it's it's something that you're always going to be practicing no one's perfect on this you just have to have the beginner's mind um and don't get discouraged, too. You know, speaking from experience, I'm sure you. it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. D- the
0: biggest thing is don't judge yourself, right? Yeah. Don't judge your thoughts, whatever thoughts do or don't come into your mind. Don't judge the fact that you don't feel, you know, present all the yeah. time. Just kind of take in whatever thoughts do come and just kind of realize that they're there and acknowledge them and move on mm-hmm. and you may
1: need longer than 10 minutes like mm-hmm. for me i really don't start calming down my mind after 10 minutes it takes me a while to get in to that present state so don't get discouraged aviv is completely right
0: yeah i mean what i was saying applies to meditation but i guess the the, the broader picture of what i was trying to get at is even in your daily work right mm-hmm. daily life let's say you're you're driving right and one of those blackout moments happen don't start judging yourself like oh man like Gosh, I can never be present. Or why why did I do that? Like I'm so stupid. Don't don't say stuff like that to yourself. Just be like, okay. The fact that I realize that at this moment
1: brings you back in.
0: Brings me present right now. Right. And that's all that matters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's 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 you couldn't have said it any better. Um, but those are really everything that I can think of in terms of, you know, great ways or just easier ways to and there's, we're always learning more. We're just trying to be more present because we do live in a world like we highlighted where it is tough. Right. It's very tough.
0: Right. And if you guys want to learn more, again, Headspace app is a great resource. The 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 book that we reference pretty heavily in this podcast is called The
1: Power of Now mm-hmm. by
0: Eckhart Tolle.
1: Um, he's got another one called A New Earth, the new which Earth. is good. Mm-hmm. I would start with The Power of Now. And uh, you can even find it for free on YouTube, the audio book, which is pretty pretty nice. Um, and then we we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this topic at some point too but bioenergetics is something you guys can research on your own it, it talks about more action based ways to get in your body which are pretty cool um, but yeah I think that that's that's everything right yeah we'll we'll leave
0: it this was a pretty uh, uh dense <laughs> yeah. podcast um so check out those couple resources if this is something that interests you if you want to really um, if you're if you're struggling with your thoughts you're struggling with uh, being in your head a lot. Um, check out again, headspace and the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Those are great ways to kind of get you into the world of mindfulness and meditation. Um, but I really hope that you, you enjoyed the content and the podcast. Um, go ahead and, uh, and subscribe. That's right. That'll help us out a lot. Like it, share it with any friends that you might think that and give us your feedback too. Please, please. Yeah. yeah we're more than, uh, happy to, uh, read and you know take on any any feedback but um that'll do it for this podcast again thank you so much share with a buddy who you think can benefit from this subscribe that'll help us out a lot and like it show us that you know you value our content
1: yeah thank you guys for listening